practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. The first jerk practice podcast of 2017. Should old acquaintance do, be do, do, forgot, Henning did not come. <laughs> so it's just, it's just Casey and Hans today. His resolution, stay away as far as possible. Three hours ahead of us. <laughs> That's um, right, he's in Oregon. What does, uh, what's a Lang Syne? Auld Lang Syne? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never, it's funny you asked that because I never thought to even look it up. I, I thought to ask it, I never thought. I've been thinking about asking it for about three days and I didn't look it up. <laughs> I think it's because I spent like, the last 15 years working every New Year's Eve almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or I, either working or in transit, like traveling. Sure. So it's just never been one of those times I was like, this is one of my favorite holidays. I had, you think anybody says that about New Year's? Uh, favorite? I had one. So when we lived in South Dakota. Oh, first of all, is a all spelled A-U-L-D. Do you think old, that's yeah. old timey for old? Either old timey or German, but I maybe you would know better. You took some German in. I did in your time. Fuck, old, old. I don't know. Old. <laughs> I just said old. I don't know what. I wouldn't even venture a guess. Yeah, uh, I should definitely know old and German, and it's escaping. It's been a long morning. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, so I have one. No, I have two good New Year's. New Year's is definitely not my holiday. Actually, this year was yeah. the first year I hadn't worked. And we're thinking like eight years, some somewhere along that line. W- worked yeah. meaning like behind the bar, like worked in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Which is just... I mean, I guess that in, in the capacity of working, unless you're like a, like a Bill Murray and Scrooge in the restaurant industry, is the only type of job you work on New Year's, right? Really? Pretty much. I don't, I, or, yeah, very few people work New Year's. Like a, when we, I worked at like cafes and shit like Starbucks, we worked, we had like an early shift, but they closed early. So you right. worked during the day. Um, so in that capacity, this year I didn't have to. Did you? No, I didn't actually. I, I would thought I would have to, but yeah. I got New Year's Eve and New Year's Day off. Nice. Um, did you watch the ball drop? Uh, yeah, I saw a little bit of it on the television. Oh, so you made it to midnight. Yeah. Not bad. Not did. bad. I missed Mariah Carey's butchering of perf- the performing arts, apparently. Two balls dropped that night. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That song, I, I, I'm not particularly a fan of Mariah Carey. Well, actually, I mean, she's obviously super, super talented, and you hear all the stories of, like, she's a pain in the ass, but... When you yeah. see any and other people have people are very people love to be polarized. My opinion is it sucks being in the jerk practice and bombing in front of five people and oh, and yeah. feeling that in my gut. And no one's ever been like, look, feel bad for those guys. They're super talented already. Yeah. No, it's just like I can't get I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it made me because we we just happened to be watching and, and Meg's a singer. So she spotted it right away. It looked like. Her ear monitor got caught on some kind of giant gaudy Julie necklace, and Meg saw yeah. it like as soon as like she missed like her 
coming in or whatever. She was like, yeah, it's going to be singing to a track or something. Meg was like, oh, shit. And she she crashed and burned in the style of like maybe like a jerk practice. Like um, it reminded me of like, remember when you and I were doing lighting tech for that fringe show? Yes. Yes. Uh, By the way, I'm Hans. And I'm Casey. And this is Jerk Practice Podcast. You can email us at jerkpracticepodcast at gmail.com. Also, That's make right. sure to check out the blog at jerkpractice.com. Never promote the blog. And I'm like up, it's true. I'm up at like 6 in, in the morning trying to finish it. Well, to be fair, it took us 23 episodes to finally kind of <laughs> mention it. Work an introduction in. <laughs> yeah. So it's fitting that this 26th episode would be the one where we mentioned the blog. Yeah. Uh, uh, where was I? Mariah? Oh, in true. So you and I had been up. No, that's why I was thinking it. Cause usually I'm finishing the blog. Like, mm-hmm. especially the last couple of weeks I've had, uh, two problems, technical problems and problems of ambition that we set, <laughs> that we set ourselves up for in the Christmas wow. episode. Cause when I was listening that's gonna be to be on my tombstone, <laughs> when I was listening to, yeah, a truer words never spoken, especially part two of the Christmas episode. And we laugh about it after, but we literally go, here's a Christmas carol. And then pause for a second and uh-huh. go, wasn't that great? And I was already like, <laughs> they, they fucked up my schedule at work and I'm working. And I, I kept hearing that. And I was like, uh-oh, here comes Lindsay Megan's. That was great, Lindsay. And I'm just like, fuck. I, I need to stop <laughs> committing myself to doing things before uh, I know I can do them. Then I, uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to get it done. Like I, I love doing it. So it's fine. It's just a matter of finding the time, but, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get to the point here. Uh, I was so tired that when you get tired, as you know, technical problems become exacerbated. If that's the right word. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Magnified. So what I had done is I'm trying to record and I, thought I I had unplugged a cord from my computer, which was like a microphone output cord. But what mm-hmm. I had unplugged was the power so- source cord. So I unplugged it and I was like, wait, something, I don't know why it happened, but I looked into where you actually plug in. And if it's mm-hmm. the power source cord, if you look into that hole, you see a prong yeah. sticking out. And so I saw that prong and I said, oh my God, the cord broke off into the computer. <laughs> And I have all this shit to do. So, like, I pulled out, like, a tweezer, and I'm tweezing at it, like, trying to pull this prong out and, like, yeah, bending yeah, around when it, of course, is necessary if I'm ever to power my computer again. And mm-hmm. I finally I finally figured it out. But that's what happens when you're super tired, like when you and I were trying to do this lighting. You and I had been up for 24 hours. I had yeah. flushed a racquetball down a toilet to get the sound effect, as we talked about in previous podcasts. <laughs> yes. Super tired. It's our first, like, it was our first, because our productions were always very grandiose, but they were, we put um, grandiose expectations upon ourselves up to this point. And for the most part, yeah. we, I was going to say we met them. We sure tried as our damnedest to meet them. Yeah. This time we felt an obligation to an institution because we had been picked yeah. up by the Fringe Festival. So we, of course, had these uh, these goals uh, on ourselves. But then we were like, but if we make these goal, these lofty goals we've met for ourselves, then we're fulfilling our contract with yeah. them. We didn't want to show up with the, the fucking wig and hat show. We're like, we're like, they're legitimate performers putting on legitimate productions. 
and we put so much time into it. It's like, this is going to feel like a fucking capital <laughs> L legitimate piece of theater. Art. Air day. Uh, um, and, but I, I have that. I have a, and then did I, to- you know, I have one of those entire shows on tape, right? Gypsy, oh, the fringe one? Gypsy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I knew, knew that because you played some of it and we, both were like, just stop, 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 Just quit, quit. That's right, we did. I think it was maybe just you and I, like, hanging out before I left New York. Okay. But it took, like, a minute and 30 seconds before we both started to, like, buck. I was going to say, if you look at me, those costumes are cool, but I think from an outside eye, maybe there's a bit of wig and hat. Uh, propaganda oh definitely like like a lot of those things like we sacrifice what we have an ambition we sacrifice in clarity oh yeah sure that's a great that's well put you're absolutely right so we had this giant epic thing and like interweaving stories and like interlocking parts and things tied to this things tied to that and like it all did it just didn't necessarily make a lot of sense we Rudy Rudiger'd ourselves when he's getting yelled at by the priests in class for like falling asleep. He's like, "You see, the problem with dreamers is they usually are not doers. What's clear up here, and he points to his head, usually isn't conveyed out here." And he like points to the notebook, and then you know Rudy shows him by d- dogging some chick on campus. But um, <laughs> um, where was I? So uh. Oh, so we're doing this lighting show, and and then it's like, you actually, up until this point, I actually felt it wasn't, but it was, because we, of course, have always been plagued by tech problems, but this, their part of the contract is they fulfilled the the tech. Like, we had a full lighting cue, and we had a full tech rehearsal, and the guy was on the money. Like, he made notes and marks, and I don't think through that whole show we had one tech problem. Yeah, it's like, it was like, it would be as if you showed a bunch of fucking... Ruby farmers from the 1800s, <laughs> a fucking electric tractor with a computer in it. So yeah. like it can do everything. And we we're just like, what? <laughs> what do you want? And we're like, we want the lights up. And they're like, I get it. But is it sunset, sunrise, this? And they were like adjusting the lights. So it looked like a desert at sunset. And Ambiance. we were both just slack jawed. Like <laughs> it didn't make sense. Like it doesn't, we didn't understand what they meant. But I feel like that was that was also coming from nerves and being tired. Like, we just need to be out of here. We barely made it by the skin of our teeth to get through a tech rehearsal. He's like, well, let's run the show. And we had, like, our, you know, when you're so exhausted, we're just like, yeah, gypsy. Yeah. And then we go up and do the lights. Oh, fuck. Now where was I going with that? Oh, that's where I felt like that was her response. Like she would already been so exhausted for some reason that her response, yeah. like when something didn't go wrong, right, was to completely collapse under the weight of it instead of like just smiling. Of course, and go, yeah. Eh, fuck it. Either scrap it. We'll start afresh because we can do that. I'll smile. I'll joke. She was just like pointing to her ears right. and like laughing and like she wasn't able to like get out of the tailspin because I don't think she's ever been put in a position where she's got to like you got to dig it out this shit fucked up yeah and you got to be a performer until we can fix it may i mean i don't know if anybody's been in that position like i can't think of that big of a fuck up in front of that many people 
I don't know the song. All I want for Christmas is you or whatever the fuck it was. Like, she sang it a million fucking times. Like, that was Meg's response. The problem is she, was, she wasn't planning on singing. Yeah, exactly. Like, had she just started singing, it would have been like, people would be like, oh, man, she just, her shit crashed, and then she just sang that shit. Yeah, that's what Meg said. Like, she sang that song for 25 years. Just fucking bust it out, Mariah. Sing it best you can remember. Nobody knows the fucking words to it. But you, I'll tell you this. I'll put this on Especially the blog. Especially her. Compared to Mariah Carey's performance, they followed it up <laughs> by a curvaceous, plump, Botox-cheeked Lionel Richie, whose voice Ooh. has clearly been like... Uh, like the 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 ratty gnarled fingers of a polyps have grabbed his vocal box and is slowly dragging <laughs> it towards his prostate. So he's it's like, like dropped through his a key. sewer pipe. <laughs> you gotta watch this. It's, I'm laughing at it. I'm remembering. So he's got like cool, tight, skinny jeans, a leather blazer on, and he but he's oh, doing like uh, like very wedding wedding singery. Like here we go. All night long, and it's like voices. <laughs> but he's surrounded himself with like a quote-unquote cool uh, punk band. It's clearly like a fake punk band. Like it's all these like oh pop God. performers, but they have like yeah. mohawks and tasselly jackets, and they like they get on each side of him and do like the grossy back like up and down with their guitar. That song A doesn't require punk rock musicians, <laughs> right. and B. What crazy person was like, we need punk rock musicians. They need to wear gingham dresses and have to have brass knuckles on. It's exactly. Like, it, it's really, it went on very, very long. It was, it was, it was bad. And who, all right, you have to think, the ABC, which I think is owned yeah. by Disney, let's call it, it is, yeah. Disney Corp, New yeah, Year's yeah. Eve production, which has all resources available that means talent money whatever airtime uh-huh. whatever who's the one that says get me lionel richie at the mgm grand like who, who why yeah we're like now guess who doesn't get him on new year's bronze branson missouri <laughs> yeah exactly who's gonna perform for branson missouri if you take lionel richie to new york that's so weird like, yeah no i, I can nothing about him is like new year's evie or or 2000 at all. <laughs> nothing nothing 1990s is about him. <laughs> like, I get Lionel. I would rather have Lionel Richie than, let's just put something out there, like, let's say One Direction. And, sure. Yeah. And just be, but, like, I'm 99% not the person that's watching this. Like, you know what I mean? I want to see. Everybody that the... actually wanted Lionel Richie has been dead for a decade. They all died in 2016, apparently. <laughs> God. He was singing them to Valhalla. No, I'd like to see the list of performers that had to turn it down and how long it was before they were like, Lionel Richie said yes. Oh, God. Because isn't it traditionally, like you said, One Direction, like an in sync, like... The bigs. Cool kids. We got to get the kids. But kids don't give a fuck about New Year's Eve. I don't think kids even give the fuck about Mariah Carey, now that you mention it. Isn't there somebody, can't they get Beyonce Knowles or Beyonce Z, whatever her name is? <laughs> or her sister, or at least? Solange? Uh, what's her name, Mirage? I think it's Solange. Solange. Um, 
she, I saw her on Saturday Night Live, which was also like I don't know why I'm I'm the one that's present for all these blunders, but she was on <laughs> Saturday Night Live, and it was there. I don't, maybe I'm just out. I if if the if the bar is lowering slowly but surely, thank God, because yeah. finally well, yeah, I agree. It it I can maybe eventually reach it to try and do a pull up. Because just get your little dirty finger polyped fingers in it. <laughs> get my mitts on there. Because lately, everything I'm seeing that people are like, she just sold a platinum number of records. I don't even know what that means uh, of yeah. this song. And and when I watch it, I just literally see like, <laughs> like very artsy and weird. Like nobody wants this shit. They do. I I think there's also a level of like, it's gotten bananas weird. Um, Oh, God, why did I say that? It's gotten very acceptable to, and maybe this has been the whole, maybe the Beatles sounded like gremlins, but it's gotten very acceptable (laughs) to fuck with people's voices and, like, tracks and, like, just make it sound almost almost exactly like that Simpsons episode where they, like, boy band up a great episode. No, I, I think technology has sort of headed off popular music at the past, like... You and I come from that generation and the generations before us that would go to the record store, go to the CD store, listen to the radio, watch MTV. Like that right. dictated what w- was good. Like that was those were the tastemakers. Like they were the gatekeepers. Now I I honestly like I work with a bunch of college kids. They just find music they like. They just find it on the internet. Oh yeah, sure, exactly. Like they don't. They're like fucking New Year's Eve performance. They don't give a shit because no one they likes ever gonna play. Only I. That, that's what makes me like the oldest thirty-year-old man alive. Because I'm actually yeah. like, well, it's New Year's. I tune into network television and watch whoever Ryan Seacrest or Jenny McCarthy. Like, nobody watches yeah. that. Nobody with any salt, nobody with any bearing and, like, hip, if you will, Yeah, is watching ABC on the couch with their dogs. I might as well, wow. Lionel Richie might as well have his goddamn arm around me. <laughs> Let's watch this all night long, Dons. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you want to go to Missouri? But if you're, and uh, but uh, watching Lionel Richie, like, there's, that's another trend, like, uh, this will sound gender normative, but, like, you're f- just age like a fucking ratty piece of just leather be- you are. Like, look at Keith Richards, or maybe he's done shit now, but, like, when you see, like, plump, lipped, old, like, rocks, yeah. just be a fucking old, crusty rock star. That's... Who is... The, the person who's gonna fuck you with all that plastic surgery would most likely fuck you... If you just look like old Lionel Richie. Exactly. Like, you're not getting anything more out of it than other some weird massaging of your ego. Right. But then once you start down that path, you have such a, like, microscopic view of yourself. Like, you're going to find flaws in yourself unless you can find a cocoon that will make you 20 years old. Yeah, you're going to collapse. Like, you'll just cut yourself to pieces and you'll keep finding flaws in the... Just become gross so people can, like, always tell gross stories of old you. You know what I mean? Like, so the younger yeah. generations of musicians will be like, fucking crusty 80-year-old Lionel Richie, fucking pissed his Can pants, and he, he slapped like fucking, my mother. Yeah, like, old Chuck Berry. Like, he was a creep. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And he looked he was a creep like his it. whole life, but... 
He fit. He, at least he aged into it. Yeah, well, he aged with it at least. And that's the thing. Let's not fool ourselves. Like, just because we don't see, we only see them after the plastic. That shit hurts. Having people oh, inject yeah. you with fucking rubber in your face. That shit hurts. For, like, why? Why? Yeah. Why take your ass skin off your ass and put it on your face? I guess. It, and it's. I was thinking that when I was watching Lionel Richie, and then they were cutting back to like. You know, the very Metro Ryan Seacrest and Jenny McCarthy, unfortunately, had a lot of work done. Looked like what Lionel Richie sounds like. Right. I was like, this is, I don't know if you know the Hunger Games much, but this is what the Hunger Games is satirizing. Like, just all these people doing fucked up shit to their face, gorging, like walking around with puke buckets, gorging, trying to ignore, like, the rest of, like, that it's... It's very easily it can you can see that it's it's very easy to mock because it's very 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 true. Right, it's in our face. Like it, all that shit we cut ourselves open. Look at look at uh um uh uh Paul Simon, he looks like a goddamn wet peanut shell. Like he looks so <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's like you're Paul Simon. You had hits in the 60s. You're supposed to look fucking old. 60, like the late 50s, I want to say. I don't know yeah, when Sounds like, of Silence, before the Beatles, and the Beatles are fucking dead. Yes. Um, speaking of dead, uh, yeah. we didn't even mention our cohort. We didn't even introduce him. Henning. Henning K, DH-bomb. He, uh, ooh, bad transition. Ooh. <sighs> um, he did send us something though. Speaking of the wet peanut shell himself, Henning. <laughs> no, don't, don't. <laughs> he's getting. He's he's been tooting on uh, Portland's finest for the last two weeks. You know what? He's uh, he's like, uh, what's that movie? Reefer Madness. He's, he's oh, on yeah. edge. You don't want to see Henning when he's when he's when he's dank. <laughs> uh, let me play this. Uh, Henning dank sent- like your grandma's basement. Henning sent us something perfect for the new year. Let me know. Uh, here we go. Happy 2017, jerks. Now let's talk about celebrity deaths. If you can't Star Wars deaths alone, it's a disturbance. We lost the princess of space, the little guy George Lucas forced to ride around in a painted trash can, the guy who said, it's a trap, and the stormtrooper who hit his head on the door. Why do people love to grieve on social media? Why do people seem to care... So much about people they don't know. Was 2016 really a more tragic year for celebrities than previous years? Well, now that it's finally over, I can answer the last of those questions. Yes, it was. 6,618 notable people died in the past year, which, interesting tidbit, is about the number of normal people who die every hour. By notable... I mean someone noted the death outside of a local obituary, and the AP or Wikipedia listed it. The number includes such people as Robert Smigel's dentist dad, and Liza Minnelli's hairdresser. By that count, the number of notable deaths have been increasing every year. Since 2010, the numbers have gone like this, about 4,400, 4,200, 5,300, 5,900, 6,500, 6,300 in 2015, and 6,600 in 2016. So yes, technically, 2016 was the most deadly, but only by about 100 deaths over 2014. And the upward trend started long before this year. 
The increase is due partly to increased population. There are more people dying every year just because there are more people living, especially more baby boomers. The biggest generation ever is starting to reach their 60s. More people dying means more celebrities dying. Part of the increase is due to the expansion of celebrity itself. The biggest generation ever also were the first to have mass-produced TVs in every home and enjoy stadium-swelling rock and roll concerts, pop art, and pop culture. They went crazy for celebrities, and as a result, they relaxed the criteria for becoming a celebrity. Even measured per capita, there were just more famous people around than before. The expansion continues, by the way, with the internet and social media now allowing former notables to resurge in popularity and take homage from small but niche fan bases. We the fans can now privately adulate them for however long and intensely we wish instead of waiting for their TV special to come on. When they die, we now grieve publicly and intensely, albeit for one day. All this culminated in 2016 being memed worst year ever. The year itself became famous for taking famous people. All other things being equal, one might be slightly more famous for having died in 2016 than in 2015. Here is my list of people who died last year who were famous enough at least for me to know who they were and at least a one-word description of what they did. Carrie Fisher, actress, John Glenn, astronaut, Henry Heimlich, maneuverer, Alan Thicke, Zsa Zsa Gabor, George Michael, Leonard Cohen, Janet Reno, Sharon Jones, Gwen Ifill, Florence Henderson, Fidel Castro, Shimon Perez, Kenny Baker, Fivish Finkel, Gene Wilder, Gary Marshall, Muhammad Ali, Morley Safer, Steve Dillon, Merle Haggard, Emerson Lake, and Arnold Palmer, Prince, China, Miss Cleo, Nancy Reagan, Frank Sinatra Jr., uh, Rob Ford, Gary Shandling, Antonin Scalia, Dave Mira, Harper Lee, Abe Vigoda, Alan Rickman, David Bowie. Space Age Glam Rocker. 37 people I know of died. The biggest yet for me. The previous record was 24 in 2014. I think the trends will continue as more boomers age. The internet expands the boundaries of fame, and I learn the names of more people. 37 people, but only 4 that I really cared about, and 4 is about the same as my count in 2014, where I remind you, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Joan Rivers... Robin Williams and Harold Ramis died. Famous, famous, subjective, and changing. Notability depends on who's noting. My question for Hans and Casey is what makes a person notable, famous, and then iconic? Do you think 2016 was especially bad, or will trends continue and make 2017 even worse? I'll see you next week, and we'll count up the celebrities who die by then. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it started over. <laughs> I was like, what Part the hell is happening? Uh, let's see. I think he proved your thesis. He proved your thesis from earlier. The bar is lowering. That's why there are more quote-unquote notable famous deaths. Like, if someone's hairdresser is a person of note, then fuck it. We're close. Liza Minnelli. I didn't even know she was still alive. Her hair is. Her body is long since passed. He's, yeah, just keeps that corpse's, keeps that corpse's hair coarse. Um, 
<laughs> it's like Lennon's body in that tomb. His hair and fingernails grew after that. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. I was, uh, uh I, what was that? What movie is that? Um, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? As his fingernails and hair grow out instantly. Oh, uh. Oh, uh, Cru- Indiana, Last Crusade? I- Indiana Jones and the uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. What? Picks the wrong. That scummy blonde German Nazi picks him the wrong cup. Yeah. So what did he say? Celeb- what makes a person? What makes a bar? person? Uh, what makes a person notable, famous, and iconic? And uh, do we foresee uh, this death trend? Um, increasing, staying the same, or increasing in 2017. Uh, like if I got to pick top, it's got to be John Glenn. The to- the top out of all the people that died. Yeah. Who uh, deserves the most fanfare? Yeah. What, was he the first person to, to to have an orbit in space to orbit Earth? Yeah, he's the, f- the first American in space. First in general, other than that damn monkey. Or a dog, or whatever. The Me- Russian, the Russian dog, uh, Yuri Gargarin, and uh, uh, that monkey were all in front of him. <laughs> Yuri, so a Russian, a, a Russian, a, a Russian. But he was he the first like broke space. the sound barrier. Like he did all the terrestrial stuff to like prepare us for space travel. Other than the Nazi scientists, of course. So he was a, he broke the speed barrier. What he broke the sound barrier. No, John Glenn did all of the, like, American, like, terrestrial. I, I may be speaking out of turn, but I think he was the one who broke the sound barrier. He was the in all the right stuff with all the other astronauts. Mm. Let's make this the most spacey scientific podcast ever without, without handing present. <laughs> and then, of course, for me, Gene Wilder. Oh, he didn't even. That's a big I don't one. think Henning mentioned Gene Wilder. We probably spoke over him. <laughs> what? Meg is giving me a confirmation that he did indeed. Uh, I was gonna say. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know a few people had died. China, the wrestler. Yeah, I'm assuming steroid abuse. I think it was you know like the traditional blanket. It was a heart attack. Oh yeah. Oh, he didn't mention Alan Thick. He did. Oh. All right. I, I mean, the list is so long. There are so many who. It's a who's who. It is a who's who. I didn't even. Yeah, it really uh, adds up. Five-ish Finkel. He was great on Picket Fences. Yeah. And that's a great. Always been a great name. I think the most Jewish-sounding name in all of Judean yeah. history. And then the Abe Vigoda, the second funniest name in Italian history. Abe Vigoda was in. You know what? We're done with the holidays, but he does star in that movie Prancer. Um, yeah, so we got to figure out what what makes the bar. I think, like we had talked about, it's too low. It's very low. Like I'm bummed out about like Kenny Baker and Carrie Fisher, but I mean, other than having played Princess Leia 25 years ago, 30 years ago, like that really doesn't have any bearing on my life. Like I like David Bowie, but like I didn't, I don't really listen to his music. Did Henny mention David Bowie? I'm just yeah. keep. I'm gonna keep questioning his list when I can <laughs> easily go back and listen to it. I'm just saying, Henning missed a few, which he clearly did not. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Five-ish Finkel. 
you know who was left off the list, and this affects would affect you because you were a fan. Steve Dillon. No, he was on there. He said it because I said Bob Dylan. Oh, okay, good. All right. <laughs> Again, we're never gonna. Let I wish this it was go, Bob Eddie. Dylan. I would rather have it be Bob. No, let's let's keep, stay positive in the new year. But Bob Dylan has been real old. See, Bob Dylan is aging into the crotchety piece of shit he truly is. Oh, sure, yeah. Fucking, he gets a Nobel Prize, and he just doesn't like. He, I don't think his reason was like, I'm sorry, I'm on tour. It was not like a, he 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 needs he doesn't give a shit. But like a publicist would be yeah. like. Bob Dylan's not going to be going to the ceremony because he's on tour and he's dedicated to the fans that have already purchased tickets. He's just like, I don't go to, I don't go to award shows, man. It's a fucking Nobel Peace Prize, you old. Now dick. we feel like an asshole for def- defending their selection of him. Right, exactly. Because I was like, yeah, his body of work, like as like he is a writer, like he writes literature. Yeah, like, he's a great writer. But for you to like bite the like now I don't, now I'm like well fuck you then <laughs> like I listened to um, who was talking about this somebody ended up uh, like working with Bob Dylan or having an you know who it was I think it was um God it might have been Tom Waits uh-huh. he was he ended up hanging out with Bob Dylan and so he's talking to him and Bob Dylan had this like wooden box that he was carrying around with him and then they finally got yeah. around to like talking about it and he was like snuff no <laughs> it's all of his grandmother's bones um <laughs> he uh he went he flipped it he turned he shook it out and it was full of just little phrases and words that were clipped out of things and he just uh-huh. started arranging them. this is actually like uh, a process for writers to do. He just started arranging phrases. This is like that shitty, those shitty magnets you see on fridges. He's a magnet fridge writer. He's a magnet fridge writer. That's Ugh. how. That's how you get Rolling Stone. That's how those two words come together. Could have been the Stone Rollies. <laughs> stone rolling, stone rolling. I mean, that's why he's Bob Dylan, and we're not. So <laughs> that's gotta my... give him credit for that. Stone Rollies, <laughs> Stone Rollies. Oh, that's Let's great. roll right into Washington. Come on, Stone Rollies. <laughs> let's take him down. Oh man! All right, let's get to Henning's question. We had a bit of a we got a we had a bit off, but what makes we a keep person questioning notable, his list. famous, and iconic? Well, that's my thing now. Like, just in his description, the reason there are more is because we're putting more. Not we, but I think just the culture in general, because we're all so connected. You're able to give somebody. I, I don't know. I think people like being miserable. Oh yeah. Oh, you, they like to live. Well, I, it's like uh, we're all actually our mother's phone calls and text messages. Pretty much, like that's not. There's a reason your mom does that is because humans have done that since they crawled out of the sludge. You think that just is it's an it's an ever reminder that uh well I'm I think that it, that reminds me that I'm alive by talking about somebody that yeah. isn't. No, I think it's just a vestigial cultural limb from the times when it was actual conversation because the time between 
when I would see you and Meg next may be the time when half of my family died of the scarlet fever. Oh, right. You know, like, it, it's not necessarily, like, it's not something that people reveled in, but it was just a necessity. And now that we are in a, in a more safe, healthy society, I think that need is still there, but now it's on Facebook and people gra- like are like, no, not George Michael. I guarantee you, like, I don't. Who gives a shit about George Michael? I'm I'm bummed. You know what I mean. I'm bummed out that someone has to die, but like it, you know, there's no getting around it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's so. But and and it's interesting you mentioned like because as soon as somebody dies, now that it's so, um, uh, their entire lives, every aspect is so visible. People, people. Yeah. When George Michael died, they didn't revel in like. Well, when Wham had this hit in 1985, they went, he was 300 yeah. pounds. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to live in the sick. You want to live in our own sick. Well, and I think in the thing that like, I, it doesn't bother me if people like are, you know, sharing his songs or doing whatever. Like it bothers me if people of actual importance get rolled over right. because people are too busy sharing fucking George Michael's swinging butt cheeks in those tight jeans videos oh yeah that's right he did have like kind of that famous uh if you go back knowing now like if you go back knowing now that he has come out and came out a long time ago i imagine like but he was a very uh heterosexually sought after uh sex symbol if you go back yeah. and watch a Wham video now, are you able to go like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it makes it funny that he, I mean, he made a conscious effort to keep the mystique of not, keep the mystique of being a, a homosexual or heterosexual man alive. Got it. Because he thought it would directly affect his sales. Do you think he thought that or do you think the man thought that? Oh, probably. I mean, they got to ask him at some point. Yeah, that's a good point. Or unless that that was him sneaking his, like, they're like, you got to act like a straight dude. And he's like, I'll act like the straightest dude you've ever seen. (laughs) And they're like, that's not, that's not it at all. (laughs) You don't get it. Because really straight dudes aren't really that entertaining as performers. You do a lot of, like, stomp, Springsteen stomps. Somebody was reading Bruce Springsteen's biography at the bar called Born to Run yesterday. So enamored. So it was like they were reading um, the Torah Canterbury Tales. (laughs) (laughs) No, but so, yeah, get back to his thing. I guess I don't know. Like like I was saying, it bothers me if people who deserve a little bit more reverence get bowled over because like, again, like. It sucks that Carrie Fisher had to die. She was young. She still had a lot of work she could do, and I'm not taking any work away from her. But people tend to get more hung up on these pop cultural people than, like, I mean, I wish I had a better example. Like, I don't don't really, not on Facebook all that much, but, like, John Glenn. I was going to say, you're upset that... uh Everybody was mourning Carrie Fisher as they were trying to shove John Glenn's corpse into the R two D the uh, now vacant R two D two capsule. Yeah, like I feel like he should have got a little bit more. Like 
He was actually in space. He didn't pretend to be in space. Like he was actually in space. Yeah, it's not even like like uh, what's the word? Is it facsimile? It's not even like a hard stretch to say like no, like this is a clear delineation, uh, or this is a clear prime example that we cannot delineate from uh, reality and fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Because Carrie Fisher has a more tangible tangible connection to you as a fan you like you like blues brothers you like star wars you like when harry met sally you've read her books you've read her, you've seen her plays right so i mean you know i i heard something interesting it was actually on a different podcast but henning you'll appreciate this um Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson gave a speech he was trying to raise funding for nasa yeah, it's actually I'll, I'll uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is on uh, Michael Ian Black's podcast called How to Be Amazing. Mm -hmm. It's one of the more recent episodes. And it's I think actually if you can get any Neil deGrasse Tyson interview, he's just he's a really, really fascinating guy to listen to. But he was yeah, yeah. he was giving um he was like a keynote speaker at a fundraiser trying to get more money for NASA. Yeah. And did you know that NASA actually gets because he was like, this is the thing. People don't know how their tax dollars are spent. Like, I know that's cliche, but he's like, you really mm -hmm. don't know. So when people are like, fucking NASA wants more money, like, don't they have enough? It, he's NASA gets currently less than one half of a penny of a fennig, which I guess is yeah. one half of a penny. He gets one half mm -hmm. of a cent per dollar. And if you were to only increase that to one cent per dollar, yeah, we could basically expand ourselves outside of our own solar system. Like, well, that's like I think when they sent, you know, they sent the astronauts to the moon. I think it was like they got a nickel, right? Which they like, as we've seen, we've slid. It may even be less than that. I don't know. It's just some insane amount small amount of money that it took just to get to the moon. Right. Yep. And I think if people knew that it doesn't, it's not, we're not blowing that money. You know, we're blowing that money on tanks that are sitting in the desert in California until they rot away. And then we'll chuck them in the fucking garbage and build more tanks. You know, like two of those tanks, two of those tanks, give that money to NASA. NASA needs better. Does is NASA. So NASA's technically, uh, uh, it, it's a government agency, so as a government, it's still though it's a government agency. Does that mean they are not allowed to have lobbyists to get? Because that's why these tanks are being being built. Because all these yeah. uh, weapons manufacturers are in the senator's ear, like like fucking Schmiegel I mean, Dennis dads. They could, but the reason they're lobbyists because there's kickbacks. NASA's right. not going to get you any money for anything. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, in 200 years, maybe, an ore contract on the moon. <laughs> yes. Is there ore in the moon? Yeah, they, like, had speculated that plans for going to Mars were to, like, build a spot on the moon and then mine ore on the moon and use that ore to build the stuff that we need to get to Mars. What is ore? It's iron, right? Yeah, just the raw materials to make, yeah. To make to make the metals things. and the things we need, yeah. Or, I wonder how it ended up with that name, Or. 
I don't know. Hmm. Henning. Latin, probably. We need it. Segment. Uh, what was the second part of his question? What makes a person notable, famous, and iconic? Now, the question on that, I love. I think, I think people are poking their eyes out because they're like, how many times can they ask the question and then go and well, what new direction can they go and I'll show you. I think notable's easy because the Star Wars kid from YouTube is notable. Is he now define notable? That's what I, I think. Notable is the lowest peg. Notable just means known. Could, uh, yeah. You can't. Because Henning note? said it was. Yeah. But doesn't it was of note? N- Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, Chocolate Rain. That guy's a person of note. But it doesn't a person of note. I guess that's different than saying a person of merit. I guess I always thought there was some type yeah. of. Um, uh, what's the word I want to look for? An important. Uh, yeah, let's just, for lack of a better word, let's say import. Like, d- to be a person of note, doesn't there have to be, like, something behind it? Or can it literally nope, just you mean could have the- some f- fat piece of shit on the internet? Sideshow freaks are people of note. Because people have taken note, like, oh my god, look how small that guy's head is. All right, all right, so notable... And he can tap dance? Great. So notable... Let's just say notable means you have to, in today's day and age, notable is what, like 10,000 likes? Yeah. So, okay, so notable just basically means a 24, if you are on a 24-hour trend cycle, you're notable. Sure. Like right now, if... Joe the Plumber is notable. Yeah. So then Henning had mentioned these niches... Because obviously there's people that are notable within actual niches. I don't know why uh-huh. this jumped to mind, but in a uh, in a literary niche, people would know who Malcolm Gladwell is. He's notable. Yes. But to would you would you say that on the in the average culture, people aren't going to know who that is? I don't think that determines your. I think because you have person of note. Which I would just take as, like, people have taken notice, for good or bad. Okay. And then, like, the type, like, something that's merit, like, a person of merit, like, something is earned. Like, I feel like Malcolm Gladwell has earned... His note. His position. Through school, his degrees, the books he's written. Got you. Um, I can't, you, you know, you can't control, like, that people... A lot of people don't know him or don't give a fuck about what he has to say, but, like, I feel like... He's earned his spot in society. I think that's fair. I would say he's notable, yeah. And then the icon would be like a Carrie Fisher or a John Glenn. It's like a confluence of both. So I guess the question is, in in 2016, does any of that, like, you're talking, like what we mentioned, like merit, does any of that matter? Because an image of John Glenn is going to be right next to uh, an image of that weird chocolate rain guy. Yeah, and they're both going to go, like- oh, a lot of people know who both these people are. And most people are going to know chocolate rainy versus Glenn. Yeah. Or uh, I should say accomplishments. Yeah. I think the middle ground is getting smaller or getting slightly more invisible. Yeah. 
between actual accomplishment and just visibility? I think the road between person of note and an icon is easier to get to through like because of social media. Sure. Kind of because of what we culturally have started to focus on and give more merit to and more weight. Like, well, that that leads to Henning's. Uh, I don't. I think his question. I don't even remember. God, he takes. <laughs> he took us dark. He took us dark. I know. H- now we know Henning's actually. He didn't go to Portland. He's uh, he's hanging out with the keeper of the vault and the old haunty witch. Yeah, he's in a crypt eating a bat wing, <laughs> covered in cobwebs. Um, do we for? I think. I think so. I, I get it. So what I have written down is here is, do we foresee the dead increasing in 2017? But what I think he means is, do we foresee perceived celebrity deaths, people that have perceived celebrity, that people perceive yeah. as celebrities increasing in 2017? And I think the answer is a, an, a, a sounding, is that a word? An absolute yeah. yes, right? Of course. Unless we Unless people stop kind of giving a shit about sort of the people in the middle. Yeah. Do you think that there's potential for that? I think so. And I think it just, the, the deaths that happened closest to the end of the year happened to be big cultural, either music or, you know, theater or movies. Do you think, like, I think that gives more weight to the year as a whole. So people are now looking for this, they want to make 2016 the like year of the dead celebrity. I think I think I agree. I but I think it's I think it's potentially more like it comes so close to Trump <laughs> raspberry of the year. Yeah. I think anything that is perceived as negative was uh multiplied infinitum around yeah. Trump so we could all be like see See how shitty everything is. See, right? Another one. See, and it, and then you. It, and it's I kind mean, of- take take a step back. And again, these are people's lives, so of course it's sad. But take a step back when you're saying like, "See, Trump got elected. Now look, Alan Thick." Take a step mm-hmm. back. All right. Yeah. The real eminent danger, or the real uh, negative aspect, is still Trump. Thick is a distraction, a thick one, but the real uh, danger is still Trump. Carrie Fisher, that sucks. She was great. She was Princess Leia. Yeah. But Trump getting elected isn't the cause of that. And it's it's not a good thing to distract. While while we're all mourning Carrie Fisher, Trump is probably legitimately uh, uh, putting Darth Vader into his cabinet in one sense or another. A sure, a, yeah. a speaking of reality and fantasy, a real um, em, a real dangerous person. Did you see Rogue One? By the way, I did. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Here uh, and everyone I talked to thought it was good, except for my older brother Travis. Let me let me see if you agree with. Uh, he sent me a text. Let me see. Uh, Trav, Trav, Trav. Uh, he's a pretty insightful guy, so let me see his response. There we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it, I got it, I got it. Because there were a lot of people that we know that 
just were like, it ruined it. It's ruined. It ruined Darth Vader for me. Why? I don't get the ruined Darth Vader. What did Darth Vader do that either. would ruin it? I don't understand. Because he was in that ambionic fluid? I, I mean, all I can gather is that, and this is no spoilers, but you, if you, like, Darth Vader's in the movie for, like, 15 minutes, maybe total. Two mm, scenes. Maybe, yeah. The scene in the middle, people just rubbed a lot of star wars nerds the wrong way why he like kind of makes that jokey sort of like don't choke on your ambition thing oh yeah 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 Eh. um i mean i i was like "Eh, wouldn't you use puns didn't ruin the movie for me wouldn't you use puns if you had that ability too you need a little you you need a little salty with you need a little sweet with your salt i agree I yeah, I thought the movie was cool and it makes like uh before the Force Awakens came out, Ashley and I rewatched um New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and seeing New Hope through her eyes, she was like I can't finish this almost. Like it's just so stiff and the acting is so rigid and it's just and I was like, yeah, you know, like I give it a pass because I love the movie. But she was just like, I can't. I just almost can't watch this movie. Like she was like, I got to go smoke. Like she took a ton of smoke breaks just because it gets to parts and it's just cheesy lines. And she ugh, roll her eyes and then leave. And I was like, no, oh, yeah, I get it. If you'd never seen this before, like and everybody's like, this is the best. These are the best movies ever made. It's kind of a boring weird turd of a movie what um it was i did i miss it was the first time she legitimately ever seen it yeah holy shit new hope new hope yeah but then we we had empire strikes back and that's lighter it feels different like they make jokes like it's just less rigid and stiff like and rewatching it it's like it's like george lucas takes the weirdest takes yeah, because you know he had a take. It's it's fucking Harrison Ford. Like, he had a take with him being slick. You have Alec Guinness, one of the greatest, like Shakespearean actors around, and just these weird, rigid. Like, he's got a weird eye, and like that movie, like when he has control. If you go back and look at the first three, they're just stiff and weird, and everybody kind of you. I don't know if he's like a grueling director like Kubrick, but it seems like everybody's scared of something you can't see. I was going to say, do you think he's just like uh, Kevin Smith kind of talks about this in his early movies? He was like, because Kevin Smith touts himself and is, but I think when he describes himself more than anything, he describes himself as a writer, right? Yeah, yeah. So early on, he was like, he would cut at any break in the script whatsoever. You know what I mean? Oh, right. He wouldn't let you, like, play the scene out and then kind of talk it out before you start again. Yeah, and I think that was even, like... But I think he talked about it, like, on Chasing Amy, like, even to a point where if, it, like, if like uh, you know, a the was changed from, like, an uh, like, he was very tyrannical, for lack of a better uh-huh. word, around it. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh, I think... I think... So, uh, Allison said something on Facebook that she... That there's two phrases that I always use, and I think, for lack of a better word, might be one. Dang it, if it's true. <laughs> Ding. Uh, um, or was I? Oh, uh, so maybe George Lucas like touts himself as this like 
brilliant writer and they all like if they got off book he would lose his shit maybe he's a i could see that like he like he's super into the technical stuff like that's kind of what everyone said about episode one two and three was that he was more concerned about like the camera and the like the stuff they were going to do in post and wasn't really present in the actual acting so he wasn't really directing them so yeah. I could see how if, like, you know, sometimes it feels rushed. Oh, right. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Good. And, you know, and as an act, sometimes you need a bunch of takes just to, like, especially when you're doing something weird where there's a bunch of guys in fucking monster masks and, like, a midget in a garbage can. Like, <laughs> you got to find a way into it to make it seem real. And that's what Empire Strikes Back succeeded in doing is that it had it felt natural despite being this weird space movie with monsters and like giant walking dog machines. Here's what I got from uh, my oldest brother. What Travis sent me on the yeah. Uh, he said I just felt like this is talking about Rogue One. I just yeah. felt like it was too gritty and grounded. I know that's part of Star Wars, the lived-in feel, but I also want some escapism. If I want to watch a movie about a gritty ground war, I'll watch a World War II movie. Ooh, yeesh. That being said, I loved the believer of the Force who believed in it despite not having it. Who would that have been? The blind dude. The the bow staff? That being said, I loved the believer of the Force who believed in it despite not having it. Why didn't he have it? I don't get it. But that's the one thing I liked about the movie was that the Force to these people was is was is a religion it's something that's out there they believe in but not everybody you can't just be like i want to have the force got it like they re-establish the fact that it's something precious and like Mm. it doesn't exist much anymore and to these people they thought it was gone and then that's what darth vader and the lord palpatine tried to do like they tried to kill everybody else in the universe that had the force other than vader Well, that's what Travis's next sentence says. Now that's faith. And I would agree. You know what I didn't like about the Force? I like like what you're saying. Like, yeah, that it's this more like, um, I don't know, esoteric. It's it's, it's this broader thing. But right at the beginning, the one thing they... Why is the Force represented symbolically or tangibly with the gaudiest crystal with leather strap necklace around? Oh, it's because it's a kyber crystal. It's the crystals they use in the lightsabers. Did have we did we ever know that that was a thing prior? I don't think so, but I think he has a line where he says that exact thing. I knew it because I was a Star Wars nerd. I yeah, so you're I, right. I don't know if I'm misremembering like if if i'm putting that info into the movie that wasn't there because i had it already no that's definitely in the movie later on right away she gets that crystal and you're right and they're mining kyber so are we to believe that the um the death star it's uh it's a lightsaber gun it's just a big lightsaber gun yeah yeah a lot of kyber that's what the that's what rogue one tells us a lot of ore Ord, Ord Kyber. Is that a, cho- those. a ch- chocolate? So, we're mining chocolate diamonds? Yeah. It's a lot of orphanages they had to root through to get all that Kyber crystal. Uh, well, I just thought, well, did it have to be on a sassy leather strap? No. 
Right. But, you know, even in Star Wars, there's bad taste. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, I kept thinking that the guy, the dad, who was the engineer, uh, yeah. who... There's something shady about him to begin with, but... Um, He's Hannibal. What's that? Mads Mikkelsen. He plays Hannibal Lecter on, on NBC's Hannibal. Still, I know you guys have recommended that, and it's totally up my alley. It's not something I've... I've I, sometimes I don't do what's good for me. I know that, that show would be <laughs> right in... It's the same reason I have never watched one episode of Boardwalk Empire, and it, and it, fits, oh, yeah. it fits all the criteria of everything I love. Sure, yeah. I don't know. It's just I... Uh, I'd rather watch like right now I'm on Netflix. I'm just instead of watching that and correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm thinking there's some relation here. I'm watching the worst produced docu series, half hour long series on Irish mobsters. Ooh, I've seen that, and uh, I, yeah. I was like, mm, that font and that picture that looks nice and cheap. Nice and A and E early A and E. Um, Ooh. Okay, Kyber Crystals. But, oh, did I, I did not finish. Now that's Faith. And, of course, Darth Vader in full combat mode was awesome. I'd agree with that. I did not mind the gritty, grounded aspect. In fact, I thought, like, that lead-in, like, because I think in New Hope you do hear her say, like, a lot of people died to bring you, to bring us this something. Yeah. Right? No, they mention it, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that I thought that fit fit pretty well. I thought, I thought Grand Moth... Tarkin, who fooled, I didn't know, I don't, I didn't follow a lot of going into it, like, so uh-huh. I was like, holy shit, that guy is, I swear to God, okay, oh, I didn't finish that, first of all, the dad, the the engineer, I kept thinking yeah. looked like a skinny rock, um, <laughs> skinny the rock, There, that's a, Hollywood, if you're listening, Mads Michelson and the rock, <laughs> remake of Twins. Oh yeah, or like uh, a body switch movie, like really, where he just gets skinny. <laughs> Why didn't he just get thin? Um, uh, I was, I was like, I cannot believe the actor that played Grand Moth Tarkin is still alive. One and doesn't. I was like, he looks a little. I was like tricking myself. I was like, he looks a little older, I guess, but whew, looks good. Good looking dude, man. A little too much makeup, but hey, if you're 150 years old. <laughs> so that guy is, that's a completely computer generated image, correct? Yeah, there was a, an actor there doing the lines, but then they used the CG mapping for his face. Oh, was it fucking Schmeigel again? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, oh. What's his ass? Uh, Schmeigel, yeah. I forget it. Andy Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. Andy Circus, go join the circus. He should. Um, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I, I or other than whatever, I thought it was. I I enjoyed it. I we 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 made the mistake of not a mistake, but it's like all that was available. We saw it on Christmas Day, I think. Um, yeah. We were in like an IMAX 3D. I don't know if it was on. Yeah, it was, and it didn't matter because they didn't shoot it to be in 3D. So it was just. A matter of wearing uncomfortable glasses and kind of wondering oh. wondering if something should be blurry or not. I think why is that blurry? I don't know. Like is it supposed to be? Is it supposed to be? No, not no. I don't give a uh, shit about that stuff. And I can't yeah, believe I, they get people to nobody. If if you gave 
uh, uh, I'm again, world's oldest man. But I think if you gave uh, somebody that wants to see that, wow, what's the word? I guess we're the demographic that's going to go see the movie. But I think yeah. if you gave the option, let's just say to a 20 to 30-year-old, the option of seeing whatever hot new movie is out, giving them yeah. a free ticket to go see it in a movie theater or a free code to stream it on their phone, I honestly think they'd go, sweet, I'm going to sit in bed and stream this baby on my phone. I think so, definitely. So I don't know why they're why they're going out of their way to uh, three th- to three deities these movies. I I don't I per- personally don't like going to 3D movies. I don't either. Because it's just it like some work and it's just there's too many more variables into making it a bad experience. Right. Like if the projection's fucked up or if your glasses are fucked up and I wear glasses already so it's glasses on glasses. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um but I've never seen... And if I you can't... got a bad spot in the theater, sometimes it flattens out. You know, like, it's just... I I like going to movies and... and yeah. I don't, I, I don't think... Uh, Old man. It's scary. It's too scary for me. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that was shot... Like, I think you can't... There is a 3D camera you can shoot something in yeah. specific for 3D, right? Yeah, the movie... The I would say the one movie that on the top of my head... That I saw in 3D and was like, fuck you, this has to be seen in 3D and was shot well in 3D was, um, fuck, I loaded it up and I'm going to forget that. Space movie with Sandra Bullock and Gravity. Uh, George Clooney. Gravity. Because that felt like a ride. Right. Because it was like depth. And like, again, sometimes some stuff would come out, but just as like an accent. Sure. Otherwise, it just gives you that depth depth of field which i think is cool that's what works for me not the tricky dicky like you know here comes the paddle ball i love that i just <laughs> i would the oldest that. 3d reference of all time i gotta find that right isn't it uh i was gonna say abe vagoda but isn't it um it's house of wax starring vincent price vincent price i was gonna say vincent d'onofrio that would be a scary movie uh, uh full metal jacket in 3d those bars of soap flying out at you. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Oh god. All right. So his ne- uh, the next question was: Do we foresee dead increasing in 2017? I think it was. Oh wait, didn't I just? Oh my god, I'm I'm dying. I already did that. <laughs> I already did that. The answer is yes. I think more and more people are. Uh, Going to have perceived celebrity and no, or, or no, that's where I wanted to get in. I wanted to get into Trump. I yeah. think, all right, I'm changing my answer. I think less because I think that's what I think too. I think people are going to put less emphasis on it, and it also is kind of a roll of the dice. Like, yeah, if, if Brad Pitt dies in November, everyone's going to be like, This is the worst year for celebrity deaths of all time, right? Exactly, but again, it's just the perception thing, like. I think there's a potential like uh, that. Uh, so, in order to, how do you put it? In order to like regulate or fix yourself or better yourself, there's this concept that you first have to endure some suffering, or there has to yeah. be an opposition to begin with, like a uh-huh. ca- like a catalyst. Like that's what right. they say. Like all these like 
these big movements and changes came like in the 70s, which were kind of leading up to the 60s, but actual change came when, oh, well, no, I guess that would have been 68, like when Nixon came into office because then there was this opposition that could people could unify against. Yeah, we, they were all galvanized behind a very small amount of like points to get behind to make it wasn't just like a thousand different points of view and everybody has like no yeah like you said 69 like people had civil rights vietnam like they had a small list of things that they were like if we can get our shit together we can change this shit right so i think in 2017 the celebrity death import is going to decrease dramatically as actual shit starts to come to light where it's like yeah this shit's scary like and somebody showed me a tweet like i already it's so bizarre to me and this is just in conversation so that three words are now again prevalent in conversation i would say for the first time since 19 what was it 1989 when the berlin Mm -hmm. or what was the fall of the soviet union 1991 Three words, Russia, United States, and nuclear. Yeah. Like, why is that back in the conversation? Like, why did we allow that to happen? That's insane. We, we did, we didn't like, it's just, it's the media. Oh, there. It works for them. It's hot. Like if you go back and look at Boris Yeltsin after the Soviet wall fell, he had a bunch of Bill Clinton's campaign people get Boris Yeltsin elected. We quote unquote, like faked news, the Russian election in, in went for Boris Yeltsin, like the stuff they're claiming that Russia did to us, albeit not the hacking stuff, but claiming to directly affect a presidential election in another country. We fucking did that. Oh, sure. And they put it on the fucking news and then everybody patted themselves on the fucking back for it. Got you. Yeah, of course. So it's just the same bullshit over again, and there the media is still in that misery spiral now too. Like that's because that's where we are right now. Because we're still in that weird limbo of like Trump is not yet the president, so we're in this weird holding pattern, right? And they're just making hay of that. Like let's just like we haven't hit that weird rock bottom yet. We're wallowing in all the these famous people that are dead and that. We're not doing it because it makes us feel good to remember these people. We're doing it because it makes us kind of feel shitty and sad and like it's like that pity party misery thing. Like like eventually, like once he's in office and like shit starts happening, like yeah, like you were saying, like we'll be focused again on something that we can affect, like we can control. I can't control Carrie Fisher having a heart attack. Right. Sure. Are you going to the inauguration? Fuck no. No? No way. I'm not going to D.C. for that. I will go to D.C. for a vacation. <laughs> what am I going to fucking do in D.C.? Hold, like, hold up a sign. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> and have some idiot do something wrong and I get fucking arrested with the, the other thousand people. Don't you want to tell your grandkids someday that you got arrested at the Trump inauguration? Oh, no. Throwing up the man? They'll kick me out of the crooked home they put me in. <laughs> you got to give Trump that handshake. Give him another handshake. Make him actually sick. The old, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Are you going to go to the Trump inauguration? I got a lot I didn't of, go to I Obama's. Free, I got free time and a car on my hand now. I'm wondering. Well, let's take the podcast shit with you and get some man on the street. I never, uh, I've never been to one. When is the inauguration? I don't know. I don't either. See, that's part of the reason why I can't go. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what day it is today. I've been very thrown off by the the New Year's um, this thing falling on a weekend. Uh, oh, new, yeah. All right, you want, all you right. want to get thrown off? I got something for you. What do you got? That I think you'll think is, like, of course, I think it's hilarious. So Ashley had some friends of hers over uh, before New Year's, and they went to the same college as Mitch. So I was like, oh, and I just called Mitch, so we were all hanging out. And um, Mitch Rose, member of Jerk Practice. Mitch Rose, member of Jerk Practice. Funny dude. Um, we were sitting there, and I forget why we got on the subject, but we were talking about the, the idea of those dumb shows where you, uh, like, give your DNA, like, on PBS. Like, it's always, yes. like, white actors finding out that they have one black relative. Always. Or an Indian. A Native American. So, Native, so we were, yeah. like, talking about that and laughing. At that. <laughs> it's also funny because it was in a Scottish accent. He was like, I was watching one of those shows. That's not even Scottish. He was watching one of those shows, and he was like, you won't ever believe this. The Wayans, they're not even from Africa. What? A- Asia, Myanmar, America. I don't understand. Because <laughs> he said, I was like, that's... So Mitch and I were laughing. We are like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, I mean, just because we were like, so they're Asian? So the t- So Men on Film is just done by two Asian women? But also... The weigh-ins, I think, are notorious, and there's a lot of questions about who can and what is and what constitutes racism. To me, the weigh-ins' films are notorious for being horrifically stereotyping of Asian people. And that's why he brought it up. He was like, they make all those movies, like, the you know, the quote-unquote black movies. He's like, they're not even from Africa. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, does that make those movies the most racist movies ever? Does that now give us the right to use words, certain words? <laughs> well, they're not allowed to use them. Yeah, that's right. Same boat. Welcome to my miserable world, Damon. Oh, God. I was just like, of course, it's just like a perfect jerk practice conversation. Someone's like, you know, the Wayanses aren't even from Africa. Holy shit. <laughs> like, that changes, though. What are we though. talking oh. about? Well, Doesn't now they change the game. So they they now they have to. Um, uh, no, it wouldn't be a. They've already been appropriating black culture for almost thirty for forty years now. Now they have to. Uh, Insensitive towards the Butmans. <laughs> now instead of the but no, I was gonna say, I'm not going. I'm not gonna stoop to the Wayans's level. <laughs> well, there uh, the new list has started in 2017. And uh, I, I'm not sure if Damon was already on or Keenan Ive was on the list, but I'll tell you what. There's uh, a lot of, like, Wayans family tree is on the list. I've been thinking about getting one of those, um, doing a, a mouth swab. The Damon Wayans family tree? Maybe I'm on there. Maybe I'm part Asian, <laughs> too. But uh, doing the mouth swab of uh, the, um, what do you call it? Like the the... Oh yeah, what is it like twenty three and Me or whatever, where you send your DNA off to find, to find out w- to find out how many slaves you are. <laughs> 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 no, to find out your. I think it's geography of origin. No, what? what? All right. Oh I, yeah, you can find out like 
how like what parts of the world you like are still like prevalent in your DNA. But when like, they... I'm ten percent Romanian, I had no idea. But what is Romanian other than just what Romanian's just a number, bro? No, but like Romanian is just a a, a man made geographical border, right? Political right. Yeah, border. Yeah. So yeah, what it's makes not like continent so technically there's like only a certain types of there's okay so when you check like a like a government form you're caucasian right could Uh, you genetically be a los angelian right new yorker like it's that type of just sort of arbitrary like but I guess I, don't know. I guess they've done like the algorithm or the um, whatever formulations that say, all right, yes, you are. Let's just say Caucasian because I can't because I'm afraid if I say a different one, it'll be racist, even if it's yeah. just just African because I don't know if that's the other ones. But <laughs> uh, no, I think it's just the genetic soup that is kind of that region because if you're yes. from Romania, you're parts this parts that you're closer to Eurasia. So you're going to like Russian, maybe some of the Mongolian, maybe some middle East sort of like Turkish, like, so they're saying because you have this percentage of Mongol, this percentage of Turk, this percentage of Asia minor, they're going to go, you know what? That percentage is predominantly found in Romania. So you have the chunk of Romania. So I was thinking about asking me about genetic science and I'm just like, you're going to be related to Genghis Khan. Genghis. Uh, Genghis. Um, uh, there's doing that. Uh, let's see. Genetic. Uh, any, any Lucians, Lucians, Lucians for 2017? No, not really. Not a one, huh? I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't bother with it anymore because it doesn't. What, have you <laughs> actually? I never adhere to them or they're so broad. It's like, oh, okay, what? I'm going to make it in 2017. Like, what does that mean? going to make it to work on time? Like, Oh, no, that's, that's already not happened for me. <laughs> I've been late the last two days. Eh, fuck it. Um, uh, what would a resolution be have been for you in, oh, in the past? Like, do you, have you ever had a specific one? I'm throwing one out there I... specifically. Like, a specific example would be, I'm going to stop smoking in 2017. Have you ever had something like that? Um, I mean, I'm sure I have just for like, you know, you know, eating better and exercising more like, but I feel like it don't make that a resolution. Just like make that just part of life. Right. Um, so I mean, nothing specific. I mean, I have, and it's always been like, I need to, you know, like eat better. I need to exercise more. Just that stuff. I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've made more like I got to write. So many more sketches. I'm sure I've done like something very specific. Like, I'm going to write for an hour every morning. Right. Yes. Exactly. Uh, mine. No gum. No gum, huh? No gum for me. Only t- Tic Tacs, but only by the oh. caseload. <laughs> no Tic Tacs only during. Well, all right. So I'm allowing Tic Tacs. Or See, grape- it already sounds like you're backing out of your resolution. No, 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 no. Tic Tacs or Great Bites, Great Whites, which I can't seem to find. So if anybody has a good Great Bite source. Um, 
Only Tic Tacs or Grape Bites <laughs> during podcasting. The only thing is, because it was a rough transition straight from gum, I'm allowing Tic Tacs until this Tic Tac pack is done, and then the next one I buy is during the next recording. So gotcha. it's, a, it's a pretty steadfast. In my opinion, I'm, it's pretty steadfast to the, to the, it's pretty high and tight on that resolution. It's a once a week thing. So once a week, once a record. See, that's yeah. I do. I do like Uncle Buck, baby. That those are my resolutions. I kind of have. I'm, I'm going from gum to Tic Tacs, mm. and then I'm going to Banaka, oh, and then yeah. I'm going to lipping some actual mint leaves. Banaka, no Banaka for me. It has alcohol in it. Uh, do you uh, know that? Um, did we talk about this? Like Banaka? I think we might have talked about this. I don't. Does it even exist anymore? I just pulled that out of my like. I remember in middle school when Banaka was cool. Banaka got hot for a minute, and you know why? And remind me if we talked about this, because of Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, the the, the Jim Carrey, uh, yeah. Everybody wanted to miss. do the Banaka <laughs> trick. Or prank. The, the really nasty prank that would could actually blind someone. Uh, if only the Fairley brothers got in on that. Banaka. You, they could have had an official Lloyd Christmas Banaka that would have sold like gangbusters. You think that? But maybe they already had like uh, investments in Banaka futures. Oh man, because you could have designed it with two holes in it, so you could s- still get Banaka in your own mouth, but then also juice it into your uh, your buddy's eye <laughs> or their open cuts. <laughs> uh, well, so Banaka got so popular, and like, there, it's something weird about like, um, I don't know. I let's just say boys around twelve years old. It's like, a, oh, it's a competition thing, right? It's like always. Yeah. It's and it and and where we grew up, we talked about it, it's like a monetary competition or status competition, where it's like, no, I'm better than you now because your Jordan, your Michael Jordan shoes are six months. Older than mine. Mine are new and fresher, yeah, yeah. more expensive. So this competition became like, no, I'm better than you because I have every flavor. I got the multi pack of Banaka. So I have spearmint, peppermint, cinnamon, winter mint. But the thing was, so everybody, all of a sudden, like for six months, we all just had drawers full of banaka like our desks were all just drawers full of like empty or half full like banaka spritzers banaka spritzers but the thing about banaka that people don't know is that it's i think banaka is aerosol right yeah uh and there's some that are just like squirts but like banaka is aerosol but also so you just do a mist it's fine it's a nice breath freshener banaka is a liquid in there and as i recall towards the end of it we Crack were just baby open. We were just cracking these open and drinking the alcohol out of them, because then they just become those little five dollar liquor store bottles. They become nips. Yeah, and they were. And in and, and now that I'm thinking back, we were all just sucking on peppermint schnapps, basically. <laughs> really, <laughs> um, Banaka. How did I? How did I get? Oh, oh, but legitimately, legitimately. Hey, legitimately might be my number two phrase. Number two word, ding, for the new year. Ding. New year, new word. Double ding. New catchphrase. Ding, dong, ding. Uh, I legitimately went Uncle Buck, although I think he chewed tobacco. So I smoked, as you know, I smoked for a number of years. Yes. Um, and then I guess a 
couple years ago, I, I'd say I, I, I've quit smoking now for for quite a while, except for a couple stretches where it's just like, like like a month come back like hard. Yeah, um, yeah. But I say that in one sense that like a few years ago, cigars were okay, mm-hmm. and 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 that was good for a while when it was just like, all right, cool, we're going on vacation. I'm gonna buy like five nice cigars. I'll smoke them on vacation. And of course, my brain. Uh, loopholed it into there was like a minute there where I was sucking on cheap cigars like cigarettes might as well have been but like justifying oh, right. them your, as cigars your pack of Swisher Sweets exactly no for real exactly so gross sucking on a wood tip cigar like a fucking schmeagle. Uh but I did so I did but that's a legitimate progression from cigarettes Two cigars, and then when I finally, when it was, let's be honest, when it was finally pointed out to me that it was, it was a problem. Uh, 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 I did hear this. If you if you listen, and you listen to Comic Book Men, and um, uh-huh. yeah, uh, Mike, who's qu- Mike from Comic Book Men, I heard this on something. He quit smoking, but he had, and I think I feel like I was the only one who can relate because he. He had the same cigar slip. So like <laughs> they had an but they had an intervention for him about cigars to where he have you seen that show about inter, that show intervention? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty tragic. I, I, by the way, I don't recommend I don't think it's appropriate. I think that show needs to go away. I think interventions yeah, need to keep happening. But I they think they do not need to be televised. It just doesn't. And that being said, I supported it for a while because I would watch it yeah. and just get fucked up and like. I know that's what I was gonna say. It doesn't work if you're watching a show called Intervention while you're getting fucking lit. Exactly. Um, but he had an intervention about cigars, like with his kids. This is secondhand. I heard off of something, but like, oh god, his family and friends showed up, and he did the same storming out incident i've had enough of this exactly over cigars that you see could have seen on that show with people like heroin like fuck it i'll live on the street like he fucking left his wife (laughs) he left his wife and kids in a room crying because of his love of cigars a pack of five dollar cigars that taste like cherry so let's not let's not uh uh let's not uh bandy about the power of cigars so then i went uh, cigars out, and then nicotine gum. Yeah. Then nicotine, uh, uh, what do you call them? mints? Two regular gum. To now a once a week podcast. So it's a uh, once a week podcast. Tic Tac. You're uh, climbing down. Treat. You're getting there. Getting there. Getting there. That is crazy though. That is a that sh- that shit is a. I guess there's something to say with like some type of oral fixation there, but that shit is a oh, great. Yeah. That's been going on. I started smoking when I was probably 13, and I'm 33 now. So that's been 20 years. I've had a fucking monkey on my back just because I wanted to look cool and smoke behind an electric generator in middle school. <laughs> the no, box. Once you get once you get hooked on it, you kind of yeah, it's easy. Ah, that shit is fucked. Cause you're up. like, no, I need it, I need it, or even like with coffee, like sitting down at my at my computer. Oh, for sure. Like I need some form of drink. And if and I for could, whatever reason, like water doesn't doesn't cut it. Yeah, I know. It has to be like soda water or juice or coffee. 
At least I missed what I think is the stupidest fucking thing. And I, I the, let's just make 2017 fucking, uh, let's make 2017 a lack of judgment. But all vaping and people who vape uh, are listed. That is so fucking dumb. Just smoke. I, I told Meg, I was like, if yeah. I, I would just smoke rather than vape. Even oh yeah, I don't I don't even smoke, but like, I've I've tried someone's vape. And they're like, here, take it, and my and my wife Ashley does smoke, and we were like, okay, we'll try it. It is fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's like someone breathed wet cereal flavored mist down your neck. Right. It I- just feels like chemicals. It just is not enjoyable. It doesn't taste good. Doesn't necessarily smell like I don't need to smell fucking strawberries. Some guy was vaping in, in the in Grand Central Station between the seven and the six line, and his his vaping problem was, or maybe it's again, it's it looks like uh, what was the guy's name in Rogue One, uh, played by Forrest Whitaker, who should have been played by an unknown Forrest. actor. Saul Guerrera. Saul Guerrera. Why would they? Why they? Why, there's no need to put people you know in Star Wars. Like that's the fun of it. Is like let's see somebody kick ass new. Although he was good, I thought he was sort of good. Yeah. Um. But this guy had the Saul Guerrera like ma- gas masky thing on, in that he had a giant. It looked like a. What would you say? Like a battery pack for somebody that would yeah. have with a microphone, maybe like on his hip, like on his belt. Hooked, oh Jesus! Hooked. Like a- to like, like a, a hookah, old dictaphone. Like he, he had he, just carting around this thing. Yeah, he had a hookah vape, and he was sucking on some fucking berry oh, God, vape. He does juice. look like a Star Wars character, Jabba's Ugh. palace, sucking on his glugenberry vape. <laughs> his lingonberry vape. Oh man, gross. Uh, Lucian, right, so I, sh- I couldn't find. We had once. We, I, I, did you, did, were you able to find? We did a sketch once that. I mean, yeah, I think we might have even performed it more than once, but yeah. called called Brew Year's Eve. And it was based on a real. We were at a at a actual New Year's Eve party in Minneapolis, and we were all hanging out in the kitchen drinking, and we overheard somebody. People were kind of talking about resolutions, and, and you know, no one was really taking it seriously, but like. One guy just had this, just I, I don't even remember what it was, but it was just like everyone's was generic, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And this guy was just so weirdly, childishly earnest. Was it like, I'm going to love more people than I've ever loved before? Yes, something like that. Just this abstract, like in the middle of this raucous drunk party and like, you know, you hear dumb be like, I'm going to look more bitches or like, I'm going to yeah. drink more, you know, like. Just broy types of resolutions, and he was like the same thing. He was like, "I'm going to extend kindness and love to more living things than I have up to this." You know, you're just like, "Whoa! <laughs> How do you aggregate that?" Oh man! And then he punched somebody as hard as he could. It was probably me. I think I remember that party, and because it was like a high schoolers party. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't know why we were there. Maybe that's I just, why he had such a goofy resolution that we mocked him for. I remember there was a girl there, and I know she was a senior in high school, 
And I was probably 19. I was out for a little bit. And it was so obviously I dropped out of school by then. And then I'd also think I'd uh, I was unemployed from uh, Starbucks at the time. So I didn't have a job and wasn't going to school. And I just remember I was at this party and we're talking and she just kind of like looks at me like, what's your story? And I didn't really have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like. Uh, she's like, so do you go to My school? The story is I'm about to steal all your family photographs. <laughs> do you go to school? No. Do you have a job? No. And then straight-faced, without a care in the world, obviously never been hit by a man before, just went, oh, so you're a loser. <laughs> and legitimately, every it worked. Like You wouldn't think something like that would work. At least now that I'm older, I think people yeah. around would be like, well, that was mean. It worked like fucking gangbusters. It was like it hit at a perfect time when the music like skipped a beat and everybody just started laughing uproariously. <laughs> oh, so you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I uh peed in her back. So this seat. year's this <laughs> So this new year's like going to be exactly like last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Holy shit. Not in school, no job. No hope. No hope. I need a new hope. <laughs> I need a new hope. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what do you say? I say, I guess that's an hour, huh? I guess that's an hour. We'll get, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back in full earnest. It's good. It's actually good to be back. Well, I guess this is kind of, a, this is a New yeah. Year's one. You know what? Let's yeah. chalk this baby up to, to a part three of the holiday series. Cause I'm really looking forward to just getting back to, back to, yeah. ba- back to, uh, uh, what, what, what store does basics? Kmart is Kmart the base. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. 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 Not, not Morona. I think Morona's Walmart. Let's get back, back to, to <laughs> a pair of Kmart basic jeans that don't quite fit right, either in the leg or the waist. And don't you dare wash them <laughs> or dry them. <laughs> there was a store. Remind, next time, everyone remind us to talk about, was the place called Jack's 999, Casey? Yes, it was. <laughs> was Jack's a, 999. There was a store. There was the $9 store. You could buy a machete there for 999. I just 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 remember to tell the story of your dad trying on that baseball jacket, oh, or was that shit, my dad? Yes. I, or was it my dad? It doesn't matter. But uh, high quality goods. So if you're going back to basics at Kmart, what's another M word to say in something something Morona? Oh, back to mighty. basics. Mixing in mix in Moronas. <laughs> Mark it down, Morona. We're going back to basics, and we're marking down Moronas. That's an hour. (laughs) Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Tell Jake to make sure the top's ready. We'll check with the weather service by five, and we'll make a decision then. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore. I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? 
I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list. There are greater tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. To prove to everyone prove that I worked... what? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing. A hundred and nothing. And you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't going to never happen. Oh, kind folk, I bid you good morrow. If you have a moment, your ear I will borrow. Stories of us you may have heard, but they're all lies. Don't believe a word. For I am the leader of this here group, this vicious band, this ragged troop. We are Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. <laughs> I am the regal Gypsy King. Look at my hand. Admire my rings. One for every town pillaged and plundered. Hudson down is ours, we shall tear it asunder! Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. We was born in the wagon of a traveling show. Mama used to dance for the money they'd throw. Papa would do whatever he could. Preach a little gospel. Sell a couple bottles of Dr. Good. Hey, Knuckles. I'm a bit confused. With what we're doing, I have some issues. Oh, Boris, confused. What else is new? Ask quick now before the king hears you. Knuckles, I'm not quite sure what, what we're doing. Hush, you buffoon. A grift she's a brewing. A grift? A scam, a scheme, a plot or a trick. To hijack you, sir? To make off with? That's it. How about to take, thief, or liberate? To copy? To poach? To appropriate? To borrow? To pilfer? Or peculate? To plunder? To pinch? To pirate? That got it. What if we go across the Atlantic? Ah, we duck, we filch, we pinch, we nick. See, Boris, a grift is a gypsy's greatest trick. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Picked up a boy outside a mobile. Gave him a ride, <laughs> filled him with a hot meal. We were 16, he was 21. He rode with us to Memphis. And Papa would have killed him had he known what he'd done. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. We are corsairs and pirates of the highway. You think you can stop us? I say thee nay. I shall take what is yours and make it mine. These fools think they can stop me with a damnable sign? All right, my denizens, let's show them we mean business. And all you folks here will bear and witness. For this is Knuckles and his friend Boris. Would you please sing with us as we rock the chorus? Gypsies, <laughs> tramps, and thieves. Before we go, and do as we wish. If you remember one thing, please remember this. If a gypsy asks you to get up and play along, don't get up or dance or sing his song. Because then you become a rube and you have been marked for your pockets to get emptied in the dark. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves, we hear it from the people of the town. They call us gypsies, tramps, and thieves. 
But every night all the men would come around. <laughs> and lay their money 